Exodus chapter 20. Then God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery. Do not have other gods besides me. Do not make an idol for yourself, whether in the shape of anything in the heavens above or, or on the earth below or in the waters under the earth. You must now, you must not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the father's sin to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing faithful love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commands. Do not misuse the name of the Lord your God, because the Lord will not have do not misuse the name of the Lord your God because the Lord will not leave anyone unpunished who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. You are to labor six days and do all your work. But on the seventh day, it is the Sabbath to the Lord your God, you must not do any work. You, your son or daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock, or the foreigner who is within your gates. For the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and everything in them. For the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them in six days. Then he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and declared it holy. Honor your father and your mother so that you may have a long life in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony against your neighbor. Do not covet your neighbor's house. Do not covet your neighbor's wife, his male or female slave, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. All the people witnessed the thunder and lightning, the sound of the trumpet, and the mountains surrounded by smoke. When the people saw it, they trembled and stood at a distance. You speak to us, and we will listen, they said to Moses. But don't let God speak to us, or we will die.
Moses responded to the people. Don't be afraid for God has come to test you so that you will fear him and will not sin. And the people remained standing at a distance as Moses approached the thick darkness where God was. Then the Lord told Moses, this is what you are to say to the Israelites. You have seen that I have spoken to you from heaven You must not make gods of silver to rival me. You must not make gods of gold for yourselves. You must make an earthen altar for me and sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, your sheep and goats, as well as your cattle. I will come to you and bless you in every place where I cause my name to be remembered. If you make a stone altar for me, you must not build it out of cut stone. If you use your chisel on it, you will defile it. You must not go up to my altar on steps so that your nakedness is not exposed on it. Luke chapter 23. The Gospel according to Luke, chapter 23. Then their whole assembly rose up and brought him before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this man subverting our nation, opposing payment of taxes to Caesar, and saying that he himself is the Messiah, a king. So Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered him, You have said it. Pilate then told the chief priests and the crowds, I find no grounds for charging this man. I find no grounds for charging this man. But they kept insisting. He stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee, where he started even to hear. When Pilate heard this, he asked if the man was a Galilean. 
finding that he was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem during those days. He had wanted to see him because he had heard about him and was hoping to see some miracle performed by him. So he kept asking him questions, but Jesus did not answer him. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him. Then Herod, with his soldiers, treated him with contempt, mocked him, dressed him in a brilliant robe, and sent him back to Pilate. That very day, Herod and Pilate became friends. Previously, they had been hostile toward each other. Pilate called together the chief priests, the leaders, and the people, and said to them, You have brought me this man as one who subverts the people. But in fact, after examining him in your presence, I have found no grounds to charge this man with those things you accuse him of. Neither has Herod, because he sent him back to us. Clearly, he has done nothing to deserve death. Therefore, I will have him whipped and then release him. For according to the festival, he had to release someone to them. Then they all cried out together, Take this man away. Release Barabbas to us. He had been thrown into prison for a rebellion that had taken place in the city and for a murder. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, addressed them again, But they kept shouting, Crucify, crucify him. A third time he said to them, Why, what has this man done wrong? I have found in him no grounds for the death penalty. Therefore, I will have him whipped and then release him. But they kept up the pressure, demanding with loud voices that he be crucified. And their voices went out. So Pilate decided to grant their demand and released the one they were asking for, who had been thrown into prison for rebellion and murder. 
but he handed Jesus over to their will. As they led him away, they seized Simon, a Cyrenian, who was coming in from the country and laid the cross on him to carry behind Jesus. A large crowd of people followed him, including women who were mourning and lamenting him. But turning to them, Jesus said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and your children. Look, the days are coming when they will say, The women without children, the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed, are fortunate. Then they will begin to say in the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things, when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? To others, criminals were also led away to be executed with him when they arrived at the place called the Skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals on the right and one on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them because they do not know what they are doing. And they divided his clothes and cast lots. The people stood watching, and even the leaders kept scoffing. He saved others. Let him save himself, if this is God's Messiah, the Chosen One. The soldiers, the soldiers also mocked him. They came offering him sour wine and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. An inscription was above him. This is the king of the Jews. Then one of the criminals hanging there began to yell insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other answered, rebuking him. Don't you even fear God, since you are undergoing the same punishment. We are punished justly because we're getting back what we deserve for the things we did. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise.
It was now about nude and darkness came over the whole land until three because the sun's light failed. The curtain of the sanctuary was split down the middle and Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I entrust my spirit. Saying this, he breathed his last. When the centurion saw what happened, he began to glorify God, saying, This man really was righteous. All the crowds that had gathered for this spectacle, when they saw what had taken place, went home, striking their chests. But all who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. There was a good and righteous man named Joseph, a member of the Sanhedrin, who was not a, who had not agreed with their plan and action. He was from Arimathea, a Judean town, and was looking forward to the kingdom of God. He approached Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Taking it down, he wrapped it in fine linen and placed it in a tomb cut into the rock where no one had ever been placed. It was preparation day and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come with him from Galilee followed along and observed the tomb and how his body was placed. Then they returned and prepared spices and perfumes, and they rested on the Sabbath according to the commandment. Job chapter 38. Then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind, and he said, Who is, who is this who obscures my counsel with ignorant words? Who is this who obscures my counsel? counsel with ignorant words. Get ready to answer me like a man. When I question you, you will inform me. Where were you when I established the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who fixed its dimensions 
Certainly you know who stretched out a measuring line across it. What supports its foundations or who laid its cornerstone while the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Who enclosed the sea behind doors when it burst from the womb, when I made the clouds its garment and thick darkness its blanket, when I determined its boundaries and put its bars and doors in place, when I declared, you may come this far, but no further. Your proud waves stop here. Have you ever in your life commanded the morning or assigned the dawn its place so it may seize the edges of the earth and shake the wicked out of it? The earth is changed as clay is by a seal. Its hills stand out like the folds of a garment. Light is withheld from the wicked and the arm raised in violence is broken. Have you traveled to the sources of the sea or walked in the depths of the oceans? Have the gates of death been revealed to you? Have you seen the gates of deep darkness? Have you comprehended the extent of the earth? Tell me if you know all this. Where is the road to the home of light? Do you know where darkness lives? So you can lead it back to its border. Are you familiar with the pass to its home? Don't you know? You were already born. You have lived so long. Have you entered the place where the snow is stored? Or have you seen its storehouses of hail, which I hold in reserves for times of trouble? For the day of warfare and battle, what road leads to the place where light is dispersed? Where is the source of the east wind that spreads across the earth? Who cuts a channel for the flooding rain or clears the way for lightning? to bring rain on an uninhabited land, on a desert with no human life, to satisfy the parched wasteland and cause the grass to sprout. Does the rain have a father who fathered the drops of dew Whose womb did the ice 
come from? Who gave birth to the frost of heaven? When water becomes as hard as stone, and the surface of the watery depths is frozen, can you fasten the chains of the Pleiades or loosen the belt of Orion? Can you bring out the constellations in their season and lead the bear and her cubs? Do you know the laws of heaven? Can you impose its authority on earth? Can you command the clouds so that a flood of water covers you? Can you send out lightning bolts? Do they report to you? Here we are. Who put wisdom in the heart? Or gave the mind understanding? Who has the wisdom to number the clouds? Or who can tilt the water jars of heaven when the dust hardens like cast metal and the clods of dirt stick together? Can you hunt prey for a lioness or satisfy the appetite of young lions when they crouch in their dens and lie in wait within their lairs? Who provides the raven's food when its young cry out to God and wander about for lack of food? Second Corinthians chapter 8. We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God granted to the churches of Macedonia during a severe testing by affliction. Their abundance of joy in their deep poverty followed into the wealth of their generosity I testify that on their own, according to their ability and beyond their ability, they begged us insistently for the privilege of sharing in the ministry to the saints. And not just as we had hoped, instead, they gave themselves especially to the Lord then to us by God's will. So we urged Titus that just as he had begun, so he should also complete this grace to you. Now as you excel in everything, faith, speech, knowledge, and in all diligence, 
and in your love for us, excel also in this grace. I am not saying this is a command, rather, by means of the diligence of others, I am testing the genuineness of your love, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. For though he was rich, for your sakes, he became poor, so that by his poverty you might become rich. Now I am giving an opinion on this because it is profitable for you who a year ago began not only to do something but also to desire it but now finish the task as well just that just as there was eagerness to desire it so there may also be a completion from what you have for if the eagerness is there it is acceptable according to what one has not according to what one, what he does not have it is not there may be relief for others and hardship for you but it is a question of equality at the present time your surplus is available for their need so their abundance may also become available for your need so there may be equality as it is written the person who gathered much did not have too much and the person who gathered little did not have too little thanks be to god who put the same concern for you into the heart of titus for he accepted our urging and being very diligent went out to you by his own choice we have sent him the brother who is praised throughout the churches for his gospel ministry and not only that but he has also appointed by the churches to accompany us with this gift that is being administered by us. For the glory of the Lord himself and to show our eagerness to help, we are taking this precaution so that no one can criticize us about this large sum administered by us.
For we are making provision for what is right, not only before the Lord, but also before men. We have also sent with them our brother. We have often tested him in many circumstances and found him to be diligent. And now, even more diligent because of his great confidence in you. As for Titus, he is my partner and co-worker serving you. As for our brothers, they are the messengers of the churches, the glory of Christ. Therefore, show them proof before the churches of your love and of our boasting about you.